From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, January 12, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. The Alabama Crimson Tide continued to build their storied legacy with a 52-24 college football playoff championship game victory over the Ohio State Buckeyes last night. The Buckeyes looked shaky early but kept it close in the first quarter. That said, the Crimson Tide then took control near the end of the first half to double up OSU and never looked back. Ohio State couldn't cover Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver Devontae Smith, who had 12 catches for 215 yards and three touchdowns before leaving early in the second with an injury. Playing without key defensive lineman Tommy Togiai and Tyreek Smith because of COVID-19, the Buckeyes were also hampered when they lost Trey Sermon with a shoulder injury after only one carry. This week, emergency management agencies in every Ohio county will hold a press briefing on the latest round of vaccine distribution, which includes Ohioans 80 years of age and older. Tracy Townsend reports. The vaccines will be available to those who want to have it on January 19th. Governor Mike DeWine talked about what people can expect. They will list the places you will be able, if you're 80 years of age or older, where you will get that vaccine then you will need to contact that place. For example, uh, health departments will get some, some of our hospitals will get some, some of our retail pharmacy will get some of the vaccine. The governor says people will need to bring some form of identification to prove their age. I'm Tracy Townsend. Ohio's governor set an ambitious date yesterday for educators to receive the COVID-19 vaccine and make their way to the classroom. Kevin Landers explains. The governor says that those school districts that choose to go in person or choose the hybrid mode will get the vaccine first. Now, but considering Ohio is only getting 100,000 doses a week, it's a lofty goal for those who work in K-12 to even get the shot. Under the state's vaccine distribution plan, the state plans to allow adults in K-12 to get their shot February 1st. No coronavirus vaccine has been tested on or approved for use in children. From the State House, Kevin Landers. The U.S. House is expected to begin proceedings tomorrow that will lead to President Donald Trump being the only president in history to be impeached two times, although there is some agreement between Republicans and Democrats in both houses of Congress on this issue. Some say the timeline isn't quite right. Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown says he disagrees. Do impeachment while we're doing these other things that deal with this, that combat the coronavirus and rebuild the economy starting now, starting January 20th at noon. President Trump says the idea of another impeachment is causing anger among his supporters, but clarified he wants no violence. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, a Republican, has been quoted today as saying he's glad Trump will be impeached a second time and that it will give an opportunity to, quote, purge Trump from the Republican Party, end quote. Governor DeWine said yesterday that while he doesn't condone the recent action of President Trump, he is not in favor of holding him responsible for the assault on the U.S. Capitol. Kevin Landers explains. When I asked the governor about that impeachment issue, he questioned whether or not it was the right thing for our country. I also asked him whether he should be more forcible in his words to condemn the president's lies regarding the November election. With just a handful of days left until uh, Joe Biden becomes president and Donald Trump leaves, is whether or not impeachment is helpful uh, to pulling this country together. Uh, and I just I just question whether it is particularly helpful. From the State House, Kevin Landers. 
With threats to state capitol buildings across the country, including Ohio, the FBI continues to follow up on last week's riot at the U.S. Capitol by supporters of President Trump. Rachel Polanski reports. FBI's Northern District of Ohio spokesperson Vicki Anderson tells me that law enforcement has been inundated with calls from worried residents. She cautions that protests are legal so long as they're peaceful. Meanwhile, in Willoughby, a special education therapist who resigned from Cleveland Public Schools a day after the Capitol riot remains under investigation. FBI agents searched the home of 49-year-old Christine Priola over the weekend, but left without making an arrest. A photo released Friday by D.C. Metro Police appears to show Priola inside the Capitol during the insurgents. I'm Rachel Polanski. Several U.S. Capitol Police officers have been suspended as a result of their actions during last week's riot in D.C. and others are investigation. Dave James reports. Northeast Ohio Democratic Congressman Tim Ryan chairs a House subcommittee that oversees funding of Capitol Police. He says one of the officers took a selfie with a protester and another put on a Make America Great Again hat. Ryan says the investigation continues. With limited time, limited resources, and exhausted Capitol Police, we really need to focus on making sure that we are prepared and that the Capitol is secured to administer the oath of office to Vice President Biden. Dave James, I went in news. In Toledo, four Lucas County Sheriff's Office employees face rules and regulations violations following the death of a jail inmate, Aaron Ferguson. Carla Byron has the story. Two nurses, Tammy Willoughby and Denise Lucky, were charged with incompetency or inefficiency and were disciplined with a 45-day unpaid suspension. Holly Garrett, a counselor in the corrections office, was issued a written warning for a logs violation. Timothy Vining, who also works in the corrections office, was given the same written warning as well. 29-year-old Ferguson was arrested on charges of burglary and aggravated theft in early September. Less than 24 hours after he was booked into the Lucas County Jail, he was found unresponsive in his cell. I'm Carla Byron. A Northeast Ohio man has been convicted for causing a fire at a gas station and threatening police in Lake County last February. Michael Kelly has the details. A minimum 22 years in prison for 60-year-old Michael Craig of Painesville Township. He was convicted on multiple counts of arson, assault, vandalism, menacing, resisting arrest, and inducing panic after being caught on surveillance camera at a local get-go gas station, driving a black SUV through a pump and pushing another truck through more, sparking that fire. Craig claimed to have had a gun and threatened sheriff's deputies responding to the scene before being taken down with non-lethal force. That gun turned out to be a pair of pliers. Only one other person was injured. Michael Kelly, ONN News. And an upstart electric vehicle maker in Northeast Ohio says it now has more than 100,000 orders for its new pickup truck. Tracy Townsend reports. Lordstown Motors plans to begin production of the Endurance all-electric pickup truck in September at its plant near Youngstown. The company bought the former General Motors assembly plant in Lordstown after GM ended production there back in 2019. Lordstown Motors says it will hire hundreds of people to build the first line of endurance trucks, but its long-term plan is to add thousands of jobs. Tracy Townsend, ONN News. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.